Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Legends say, in ancient times, when the gods walked with man, within the traditions of the Norse that were passed from the Celts, that there were warriors who traveled through the spiritual realms. These warriors spent their days on earth as shamans, guiding the members of their clan to spiritual understanding. These shamans knew the Lanvedi. They were known as Ulv Hefnar of Odin, the Allfather, and Valhalla. Today, the modern Ulv Hefnar continues the tradition of using magic and wisdom to help our clansmen and women find harmony. In the traditions of our ancestors, the Ulv Hefnar now invites those who seek knowledge to come forth to the circle of knowledge to share our experiences and find commonality amongst all. Following in the traditions of his ancestors, Dr. Mark Wiseman offers hope and peace in his message of understanding our personal spirituality. Join us now for this week's message here with the Alaska Ulf Hefnar. Let us call upon the House of Odin in Asgard that he and Freya will hear our desires and provide us with their favor. Hail Odin, Lord of Asgard, warrior and wanderer, valiant and wise, you to whom all the gods of Asgard look, Sky Father, on the eight-legged steed, you who traded an eye for wisdom and ruled a turbulent realm. Give us the wisdom to accept the twists and turns of fate, even as you surrendered yourself to the mercies of the Norn. Protect us, All-Father, from what harm may come to us. Lead us through the wilderness and bring us safely to that great hall that you reserve only for the brave of spirit. Odin, we come to you today to seek your wisdom and guidance. We ask that you bestow upon those here the wisdom about the subject in which we speak. Be with them as they go forth and live their lives. Let us sip the cup of Odiner to bestow the wisdom of Kvasar. We ask for your guidance. 
that you be with us and guide us through the challenges that hell lay before us. Help us to recognize Loki as he attempts to deceive us, our true path. Hail Odin. Hello, and welcome to this week's show. This week, I'd like to maybe reintroduce myself. For those of you who are new to the show, this will help you to understand where it is I come from as far as my knowledge and my wisdom that I pass along. While I may have discussed many different topics, one may wonder where is my pedigree for becoming a Celtic shaman? Why aren't I a druid instead of a shaman? Why do I feel as if I am a shaman, particularly given that the religious figures associated with the Celtic culture were Druids. While some of my wisdom has been gathered from experiencing many different events in my life, much of what I now know has been given to me through a spiritual connection or channeling spiritual entities. Unlike some I've spoken to over the years, I have practiced my channeling skills to the point where I now have simple conversations with my ancestors and other spiritual entities. Sometimes I receive connections from you, the listeners, as I seek aura connections during meditation and transport. I have been given the role of the shaman, not by physical mortals, not by an education system, but by the infinite beings of energy I call my deities. These deities have determined that because I have developed the skills of traveling in both the world of the physical and the world of the spiritual energy, this ability is what allows me to communicate this wisdom and knowledge from the spiritual realm to help other physical beings experience the joy and harmony that they were designed, they were supposed to have. My journey here, my journey began many moons ago when I was but a child. I was introduced to the cosmic energies of the universe as my mother studied the ways of the quote-unquote new age. And I tagged along to read the books and listen to those teachings. This doctrine spoke more openly about a universal energy source that could be tapped into it pointed to the usages by sea mammals for eons, particularly whales and dolphins. How not only did they use this energy to remain in spiritual balance, but it would also help guide them along their migratory routes, would teach them ways to be the way they were supposed to be. 
This was my true introduction into the world of spirituality. Stepping away from the boxed ideas and doctrine of modern organized religions. However, at that point of my life, I needed structure. There was too much vastness for my child's mind to understand and fully process. As I've learned now, they simply applied other labels to this energy focused. By no means was this time wasted. As it began larger and larger thoughts of what this energy really was. Throughout my journey of life's experiences, I have met with death firsthand. Following my last near death experience in 1989, I found myself able to see the world differently, no longer seeing a dark, dingy existence but a world of light and emotional connections. Able to see animals, trees, grasses, and mountains for what they really are. Fellow life energy. The daylight, the moonlight, the clouds, even the wind took a new perspective as I found that I could see the auras. This was quite exhilarating as you can imagine yet incredibly confusing at the same time. While I could see their light, it took many years before I understood what the light was and how I needed to interact with it. The child's mind, very different than an adult, the child's mind allows for imagination to run wild and it allows things to be expanded beyond rational thought. And this is the world that I was introduced to these ideas and this ideology. And so I've always wondered what else was out there. And I think that idea, those thoughts, and that capacity for thought allowed me to venture out into the unknown and to gather knowledge and wisdom about asking others, about bringing in the ancestors and the other spiritual entities of the Lanvedi, as well as our deities, to gain the knowledge and understanding of what this meant and what it meant to me and how I could utilize it for growth and for better understanding moving forward in my life. It was very helpful. And now, a short break for these commercials. You're listening to the Alaska Ulf Hefnar. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Alaska Ooh, Hefnar. Thank you so much for joining me again as we discuss the influence that these spiritual entities and energies will have. And we were before we went to break, we were discussing the influence that they would have on a child's mind. Being large and without borders, with a child's ability to use the imagination beyond what we would expect to be rational, we can almost anticipate that a child's mind will take our ideas and our concepts and even the ideologies that we pass to it and begin to grow these thoughts and what's really important and this is the the gift I was given from my mother was the idea that it embedded the seed of expansive growth it, it allowed me to think outside what the rest of society may have thought was appropriate throughout my lifetime I have received many different calls from the spiritual side of the worlds constantly challenging me what I think I knew at that time much of my beliefs would be interrupted by my ego of course seeking some form of a power base at which to retain its its pride yet it wasn't until I arrived at my ancestral indigenous roots that I realized the ego's influence on my quest however each of these ideologies as I've gone through them would challenge what I believed as they challenge different portions of my intrinsic congruency. First, as I mentioned, was the New Age line of thinking, which for me started in the early 80s, or actually early 70s, sorry. And we were just coming, as a nation, we were very much just coming out of the 60s right the revolution of the 60s so the new age kind of idea this doctrine was the first real study I had as I tried to understand the energies and the power of the crystals my young mind struggled with the quantum physics that were involved in that energy looking back now these studies laid the groundwork for what the Lanvedi have taught me about the transfer of energy from the spiritual realm to the physical form and therefore our physical existence. 
Next in my evolution was agnostic. It was during this portion of my life that I sought to power myself through the trials and tribulations of modern day life. As I've now been educated, the only person I was really tricking at the whole time was myself. The spirits continued to infuse me with knowledge and energy necessary for healing, growing, and learning, able to connect the dots. Next on my list was Christianity. It was here that I found some truth in the separation between practice and the theism behind it. I began to question the statements of faith and challenge the core beliefs of this doctrine. After reviewing several different ideologies, I discovered that there were substantial gaps in what was assumed versus what is known. Too many things I was told to just have faith, which reminded me too much of the wizard behind the curtain in The Wizard of Oz. Too much. Next was my growth into the nation of Islam. I studied greatly this practice and discovered that it was more about vengeance and revenge. It was about beliefs and, and uh, societal behaviors than it ever was about serving their idea of a, a, a deity. While the representation of worship was sound, the more I learned, the more I saw a practice instead of the theism I was searching for. So again, behavior, society behavior. Next came the sick. While I deeply studied this theism, I never went too far and too deep as it seems that the main ideology behind it was that it just wasn't Muslim which would indicate that although the doctrine seemed very different, it was more of a conservative Muslim study without much of the defined practice of the nation of Islam, which speaks more about behaviorism. Next was my Mongolian shamanism, and this is really where my personal spirituality took flight. As I studied under a senior shaman of Mongolia, I was able to obtain skills and spiritual understanding that I never knew I had. The beauty of opening one's eyes to all the potential this plane has to offer was truly awe-inspiring. As I completed lesson after lesson under his watchful guidance of, of an incredible gift to the human race, he helped me to translate my visions and understanding to arrive at where I truly belonged, at my most inner core. Norse. I am a Dane from a very long line of Danes. I have the Norse blood pumping through my veins all the time. I realized during my study of my ancestry and its culture. While I contained the practice art of making war, I also possessed the power of peace, energy, light, and healing. I learned more from my shaman mentor that I controlled the release of these energies. And this would finally welcome me home. 
although my home was in the Celtic home finally home between the precursor of the Norse beliefs to a very long line of southern Irish ancestors I arrived at the place where my heart had been leading me all along while I remain completely capable of acting in a warrior capacity I have learned to reserve that side of me until a defensive position must be held I have also learned to love my fellow man with the fierceness of a warrior to bring about peace and harmony among my community. The mystic powers of the Celts have called me and have called to me since I was a boy. I struggled to learn and understand the language that drew me to this place. And this is what we will talk about we talk about growth and understanding of who you are but we will also talk about the influence that our culture has on our beliefs we reserve a spot a portion of our innermost inner sanctum of our hearts and that can only be filled when we feel that we are in comfort, when we are content. Remember, we spoke uh, a couple weeks ago about content and contentment. This is really when we get our culture wrapped around us like a warm blanket. We're able to now feel the influence of our culture and it educates us in ways of the spiritual influences that our ancestors experienced which is very important for us to grow within our spirituality and now a short break for these commercials you're listening to the alaska of hefnar welcome back to the alaska of hefnar Thank you and welcome back to the show. Thank you for taking those breaks with me. We've been talking now for a little bit about my evolution of growth and understanding and and getting pieces to where I could now understand my ancestors. And that's very important. As you can see, and I proudly admit, we always have the freedom to explore our spirituality and we have the authority to change whenever we so desire. It may change as you grow as well and that's not a bad thing, it's just different. We must interpret the signs given to us by our spiritual sources and our deities to determine what direction to aim our trajectory through life. This spiritual energy is always with us. We just have to stop stopping it. The hallmarks of understanding. Throughout my studies, I have always sought to discover what made sense in my mind first. 
then it must fill my heart with this contentment. It was this constant quest for congruency or authenticity that continually searched through the underlying doctrine of each of these calls I mentioned, only to discover something that seemed to fracture my understanding of authenticity within it. It was these fractures that would cause me to investigate further, to learn more, to seek a connection deeper than I had before. As I outlined before, it was this enlarging of my understanding that finally steered my trajectory to what rang true with my heart. My anthropological ancestry uncovered the connections to my peoples and more importantly, the spiritual energy I had sought my whole life. We've talked in previous shows about our congruency, our authenticity, whichever word you choose, and how we just, we have to feel contentment in our heart. There's no defensiveness, there's no uh, unknowing, there's no, it's just comfortable, if you know what I mean. Once we have that, and we can look at the facts of a particular culture or a particular uh, uh, spiritual belief system, and we kind of look at it and, and we say, yeah, you know, that makes sense when we talk about communicating from our physical self to our spiritual self through the aura out to other spiritual entities and deities within the spiritual plane. And it begins to make sense. And then we look at, oh, well, what are the, really, how does that happen? And we say, oh, well, if you break down a, a, uh, a particle of energy down to its smallest common denominator, if you will, you can get to a place where we're talking protons and electrons and neurons. And that energy is constantly, constantly bombarding our bodies. Whether we're inside or outside, it matters not. Whether we're hidden in a cave thousands of miles below the surface, it matters not. What matters is that you are always receiving that energy either from in the form of sunlight and warmth or sunlight and cold. You're receiving it from the earth as she breathes in and out in the cycle and the seasons of life. So you are constantly receiving. In addition, we pick up energy from other entities. As we move through a room, you may see a thousand people and out of that thousand people you may strike up conversations with or, or have peak memories of maybe a handful or two handfuls of people that you just got that good vibe from. You just felt them. You were, your aura was in line with their aura. And we talked about frequency and how as we speak 
uh, or as we go out into the world and and we are producing our aura at a certain frequency depending on our mental state at the time and that frequency of our aura meshes with others and meshes with other auras and the more closely aligned our frequency waves are the more closer we feel to the individual this is the physics the quantum physics of spirituality now the last part may lose some people and this is the discovery and the discussion about time and space where physical beings in our physical body our physical consciousness recognizes time and space but as some of us who as we age we may retire and we no longer have deadlines we don't have to show up to work and 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 therefore then now we're more dependent we become more dependent on the earth's cycles right it's daylight it's nighttime it's daylight it's nighttime it's cold it's hot it's semi-cold it's semi-hot our bodies be why because we're not watching the time so now essentially what we've done is we've used our mind to now alter our reflection of time and space one of the other things I know is as you travel around the world and you see people in in the East as an example their physical space that they need is much smaller than say if you were in the United States where we we need elbow room right we, we want a little room so if if you come up and you get rather close to an individual it's going to cause uncomfort why because we have a space thing we have a, a different concept of space and time and so even amongst our physical selves we see where we're already altering time and space I'm also reminded of my fellow Alaskans who now have no night certain parts of the year they will have no day how do you keep track of time passaging well if you don't have a watch chances are you don't but again now we're altering our perspective of this time and space right so this is just one example of how we use this energy amongst our physical to reflect or um, amongst our spiritual sorry to reflect into the physical realm and so that's very important to understand because again it's all about connecting to that energy and feeling free to do that you will change over your lifetime change my friends is good embrace it own it live it love it hi hi
Podcast by Alaska Outlaw Productions.